MD Radio, MD.com. Join the millions of people who are chucking processed and refined foods and are basing their healthy diets on whole foods and non-GMO foods. This is where we talk about clean eating. It's the Clean Food Network Show with Lisa Davis. We all want to have our children get off to a great start. And of course, breastfeeding is so important if you are able to. And feeding them healthy foods when they do start eating solids is also essential. Here to talk more about this is Nicole Silver, MSRD. She is a pediatric dietitian. Hello, Nicole. Welcome to Clean Food Network. Hi, Lisa. Thanks for having me. It's so good to have you on. Nicole, I see that in addition to being a registered dietitian, you're a certified lactation counselor. And I think that is so important to get women off on the right start, like I said. And it can be really challenging breastfeeding. I'd love to have you back to talk about that because I had a lot of challenges, but it's so good if you can stick with it. But in addition to that, we really need to look at what we're feeding our kids. And when, what is it, like French fry is the number one vegetable of a toddler? That's pretty darn scary. Yeah, I mean, to make it even scarier, it's not even, this doesn't even start in toddler years. This can start in infancy. So the, (gasps) it can start as early as nine months. They're showing that less than 40% of, of babies at nine months are eating vegetables. And the number one source of their vegetables is potatoes coming from chips and French fries. So it's starting way earlier than we even think. Wow, that is absolutely mind-blowing. All right, so what can we do to turn this around, Nicole? Yeah, so, I, you know, I think that that's a great question because we can definitely harp on all the... Um, and on all the things that we can improve in a child's diet, but I think it was very important is to actually provide parents with resources and tips to actually combat some of the things that we're seeing so early on. So one of the best ways to combat this is to make baby food exciting. So from such an early age, when it's a baby's first few bites, you really want, those are very formative times in a baby's development. And that's really when you want to make food exciting for them and get rid of all this bland baby food and make things exciting by adding some spices, um, making it vibrant colors. You know, eating is a very sensory experience. So we want them to get excited from a visual perspective, a smell perspective, something as small as having your babies be close to the kitchen when you're cooking so that they get the aromas of food is a, is a great thing. So that's the number one place to start is to make it exciting. Oh, definitely. And you know, my daughter always loved the spicy food. And I think it's because I eat a lot of spicy food. I mean, she loved guacamole and salsa because I used to eat it all the time. (laughs) I would nurse her. And they say that if you nurse too, that the child is usually less picky because they're exposed to more flavors. Is that true? Yeah. So when, when you're given formula, which tastes the same every single time you prepare it, it does, it does tend to promote more bland palates, but bre- the, the benefit of breast milk is that it does change formulation, both in the macronutrient sense, so meaning there's different amounts of protein and um, carbohydrates, which is the natural sugar in it, depending on, on the time of day and also depending on mom's diet. So you can actually get a lot more flavor and variety. But I don't want parents who are giving their babies formula to feel like oh, they are course. doomed no, no. You know, to, 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 to bland eaters because there's definitely <laughs> no. other things that they can do to expose them to, to all these good flavors as well when it comes to introducing them to solids. 
Oh, I think so too. You know, the other big issue is juice, right? I mean, you see so many babies and toddlers running around with juice that isn't watered down. I mean, you can see it in their bottle that's dark. And that's very disconcerting because the fructose without the fiber, we all know, well, we don't all know, but we should, we're learning right here on Clean Food Network, that that's not a very good thing to have that much fructose. I know sometimes I'm the bearer of bad news when, you know, when parents come to tell me how much fruit their children do eat in a day, I I have to be the bearer of bad news to let them know that while fruit does have great sources of fiber and vitamins and minerals, it still ultimately is sugar and natural sugar. So both from eating too much fruit itself and of course, fruit juice, which is just, it, it doesn't have any of the fiber. So you're just giving your baby pure fruit sugar with, of course, some added vitamins and minerals, but it really does put them towards an affinity for sweet for sweet tooth. And also the, the babies, their bellies are so small. They don't need so much. So every, you know, 100 calories that they are getting from juice really displaces 100 calories that they can be getting from real nutritious food. Now, what about smoothies? Because, you know, when my daughter, now she's not, a, she's not an infant or toddler, she's 11, but when she wants juice, I'll say, okay, give me an apple and an orange and some other fruits, and I'm going to stick them in the Vitamix or another high-power blender if you have something else. And uh, there, it's not going to be exactly, but at least it has the fiber and the rest of the fruit with it. Do you recommend making some smoothies as well, or maybe even throwing in some veggies if you have a chance? Yeah, so smoothies are a great way to, to throw in veggies um, and, and healthy fats. You know, like you can add flax seeds, chia seeds to them, things mm-hmm. that maybe um, a child wouldn't eat if they weren't blended in. But the thing is with smoothies, there's a huge fluctuation. They can be done really right, and smoothies can also be loaded with sugar. So usually my recommendation is to just stick to a half a cup maximum of, of the fruit and then to add in extra veggies add in some healthy fats, which could be, like I said, from coconut, flaxseed, chia seed, and make it a base of protein. So either yogurt or milk in there. So if it's just all, you know, if it's five fruits blended all at once, then that can be a a big push of of sugar into your little one system. So tell us what you do, Nicole, as a pediatric dietitian. I'm guessing you work with families who, do they have to have a concern to come to you or are you you know, able to work with just give out information in general or talks? Give us some information on that. That, That's a good question because it is kind of rare to to find pediatric nutritionists. Uh, So a lot of my my role is explaining to people what what I can do for them. And the thing is that parents have such good intentions to feed their child. I mean, there's no one, there's no parent that you ask that will say, I hope my child is a picky eater. I hope my child doesn't eat fruits or vegetables. But the, at the end of the day, I think with a lack of resources and very, very, um, with a lack of resources, both um, from from the government, with a lack of resources from the food industry and a lack of resources from even a child pediatrician, for example, um, parents really just don't know what and how much to give their, their child. So a lot yes. of my role is educating them on how much a child really does need in their diet and how to make it balanced. So People can come to see me when their child does have a medical condition, food allergies, have problems with being underweight, overweight, but then I think just any parent can benefit from meeting with a nutritionist who understands pediatric nutrition and baby nutrition so that they can really set them up for a lifelong, a life, lifelong habit. 
Yeah, it really does make a difference because when you start those habits young, they're more likely to stick. And the other thing, too, I get concerned about is that I know that doctors in medical school, I, I've heard from doctors themselves, if it, they might just get two hours, if that, on nutrition. And I feel like there's not enough emphasis. Do you think the paradigm is changing on this? Unfortunately, it's it's not. I, I hear this all the time from medical students, and I've been invited to some medical schools to, to lecture, but they're they're always an elective where where the med students have to mm-hmm. sign up during their lunch hour. Um, it, it's not changing. Unfortunately, you know, parents have so short time with their pediatrician, and and certain items need to be talked about when it comes to hygiene vaccination, sleeping patterns that often feeding gets gets overlooked or the pediatrician will give them a handout that's pretty generic that says, you know, but that, that doesn't really give them practical tips, especially so many there there's so many working working parents in in America across America who need fast, easy, simple and and really realistic tips for them for how to make their their child's diet more nutritious. Well, I completely agree. Nicole, this has been so incredibly helpful and enjoyable having you here on Clean Food Network. You can find Nicole at N-S-I-L-B-E-R-E-A-T-S and Silver Eats. And do you have a website, Nicole? Yeah, to, to find out to find out many tips and resources for parents, I recommend going to the Beechnut website, www.beechnut, which is spelled B-E-E-C-H-N-U-T.com. All right. Terrific. Nicole, thanks so much. Everybody, thanks for listening. You can hear more shows at cleanfoodnetwork.com. I'm Lisa Davis. Stay well.